welcome to Tea, Toast, and Trivia. Thank you for listening in. I am your host, Rebecca Budd, and I'm looking forward to sharing this moment with you. I am delighted and thrilled that my blogger friend, writer, musician, and photographer, Tim Price, has joined me on Tea, Toast, and Trivia for a discussion about blogging, writing about daily life, and engaging within the blogging community. I have been following Tim's blog since my first introduction by Risa McConaughey's blog, Art Gowns, The Art of Glamorous Fantasy. Tim has a marvelous sense of humor and a love of photography and music. But what I especially appreciated about Tim is that he provides sustained support and encouragement to other bloggers. Blogging is a way to connect and find kindred spirits. But we all come to this place for specific and individual reasons. Is it to fulfill a personal goal? Is it to send out a message? Is it to connect with people with the same objectives? These are the questions that will be discussed today. I invite you to put the kettle on and add to this exciting conversation on tea, toast, and trivia. Welcome, Tim. I have been looking forward to this discussion. Oh, thank you for having me. Tim, I really enjoy following your blog and listening to your thoughts on music and photography. I believe that you are an owl whisperer because your owl photography, it's quite exquisite. You capture them in fabulous places. So why did you come to blogging? So a lot of people know and people don't know. So in 2010, I was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. And my friend Susan, uh, who's also a blogger and fellow photographer, fellow Rosarian, and also a physician, she set me up a caring bitch page. And that was so that I could keep post things about my condition and everything. And then everybody could get that without having to have a million phone calls and all that. You know, so caring bridge is really great for that. So I did that and I posted something every day and I would normally post a photograph. You know, they're not really made for doing photographs. But one day I didn't really feel like posting a photograph. Next morning I had about 30 emails asking, where is the photo of the day? And I'm like, oh, so everybody, they're here, they're just here to see the photos. They don't really care that much about my condition, which isn't true, but they were enjoying it. So at the end of the treatment and everything, there was really not any reason to keep the carrying bridge going because, you know, I'm no longer in treatments. People wanted me to keep things going. So I opened an account with WordPress and with Blogspot, and I started with Blogspot at first just to try that out. I didn't like it that well, so then I switched over to WordPress. Originally, I named the blog Photo of the Day, etc. I decided to change the name of the the blog to Offset or Not Even. That's how it became what it is now. So you've been blogging for a long time. How do you keep consistent with it? It's really not very difficult. You know, I mean, I post every day. I think that the only times that I've not posted was because either 
the site was down and I couldn't post. Or there was about a week one time when my computer died and I was waiting to get a new computer. Anyway, other than that, yeah, that's been daily. So I had a second round of cancer in 2016, and I ended up with a stem cell transplant. I was in the hospital for a month. I posted every day from the hospital, too. Did you really? I hardly missed any work. Never miss blogging, never miss work. You know, that's just how things go. It's about showing up for life. It's about showing up for people. People expect things. And I guess it depends on what you're doing. I mean, mine is fairly simple. It's photographs. I do photography every day, one kind or another. Done that for you know, a long time. It's pretty easy. Just if I'm busy or something, just put up a photo. Could you tell me about the trees? That is an interesting story. So, okay, there's a, a blogger named Mia. She kind of gave up for a while, but while she was very active, she's very brilliant. She just has a really good sense of art and everything. Well, there's this one tree in the Bolski that I would photograph, and she liked it. And one day she just says, is that my tree in the picture? And I said, yes. So I just started calling it Mia's tree. because She liked it. So then one day, quite a few long time after she had done that, I posted Mia's tree, and Ressa says, well, how come Mia has a tree? I want a tree. I said, fine. So several tree possibilities for her, and so then then she got a tree. She has her tree, which she's very proud of. It's a very nice tree. Turns out other people wanted trees, and then Ressa decided that all the art gown models needed trees. That tells how a community spreads information and messages. And of course, Ressa is, you know, in her creativity, you know, she's ultimate miscreativity also. She uses the trees in her stories. In the Tangleheart tree, so that tree is actually a dead tree now. It probably died about five, six years ago. But the problem is that with the pumping on the aquifer, and the general dryness and stuff, the water table has dropped considerably out here. And so a lot of trees, especially ones close to the levee, they can't get down into the water table as readily. The Tangleheart tree is the victim of that. But it has such a beautiful Tangleheart shape. And so I had been calling that the Tangleheart tree for quite a while. And then when... Uh, Ressa said all the art gown models needed a tree. So, of course, Holly with House of Heart was the obvious person to get the Tangleheart tree. It's perfect for her. It mirrors the idea of what she does. She brings all of this wonderful poetry to life with words and into the tree. And even Marina, she chose the pear tree, which is surrounded by great big Dr. Huey on one side and the black bamboo on the other and then some other rose bushes. And so in the summertime when everything's green, it's really hard to see. So she called it the incognito tree. I realized later that it was a perfect tree for her, so she chose a good shape. There's definitely, when you get into some of these comments where there are you know, a lot of back and forth, there's a community and there's a connection with people. You know, there's certain people who are more into that Ressa and Marina and Dale. They're really into that 
connecting. We all play off each other and, and, and stuff like that. Now, as far as the COVID-19 goes, it's interesting for me and, you know, Laurie is that we kind of live out here semi-secluded anyway. We have our Bolski and our nature and our property and everything. I go to work every day. She now works, um, teaches from home. But it's other than, you know, the frustration of shopping sometimes in, in real person, it hasn't really impacted us a lot. I'd see people who, who they're, they're bored. They don't know what to do with themselves. You know, they feel locked in, shut in and stuff like that. And I always have so many things that need to be done. <laughs> it's hard to just say, oh, I'm bored. You know, even if I'm shut in, I have something to do. Work on photos, make some music, whatever. The COVID-19 has had a different impact on us than it has for some people. Do you know why I think that is? It's because you are very creative. You have music. You have a marvelous sense of how photography fits into our lives. You have your cats, those wonderful cats that always attend to you. I think the kitties invented the internet. Like Ressa's a real cat lover, you know, so we have a lot of cat lovers. I don't know, it's kind of like an under undercurrent of cat connection. You know, you know they say that all humanity is connected on a on a real low wavelength. That's how they explain to some extent how good thoughts, prayer, whatever actually has positive healing effects on people is because of this connection over this low frequency wavelength that everybody has. And I think the cats get in there too. I think there's a cat wavelength or an animal, you know, being animal lovers. And I guess I am too. I mean, I don't have dogs anymore. We did years ago. But, you know, I just like all animals. Marina has a really cute dog. But Marina is just a real animal lover. Well, we had to pair cats. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, they were brothers. I got them as a pair. So Rosencrantz was a real tattletale. And so one day I came home and he was sitting there going, meow, 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 you know. And I, I said, what? Laurie didn't feed you or didn't do this, you know? And Laurie's saying, Rosencrantz quit telling on us. And, but then one time he came to me meowing and, he, and I followed him and he took me and he showed me Gildenstern's bird cache. So Gildenstern putting them in a place and Rosencrantz tattled on him and showed me where they were. Tim, you are one of the most encouraging voices on the blogging community. This is how I actually met you. You always had a comment right after the blog was posted. I wanted you to know that I really appreciated that because you are always so encouraging to other bloggers. Here's that question I was going to ask. Social media has benchmarks that indicate success, most of which are likes, follows, and increased traffic to your blog. Do you think there are other ways to measure a blogger's success? Yeah, I think it's just... Comments are more probably an indicator of something. Likes are just likes. I mean, you can buy likes, whatever. For myself, I don't try to get likes or followers and stuff. You know, it's just whoever happens to want to follow and like. 
you know, your success is going to be more of what your goal is. I mean, I use mine, it comes between a certain amount of therapy. That's how it kind of started with all the cancer stuff. And then it just continues on. And then also, it, you know, it ends up being the blog ends up being like a diary, you know, a photo diary. And so a lot of times, like when people talk about going to France or something, you know, I can bring up stuff from the time in France, you know, blog posts in France, say, oh, yeah, this is this place, this is that place, or I can find a photo for something in the past. So it ends up being an archive also. And so, I mean, a lot of people have to decide what kind of success you want. Seems to be likes is a big deal. It's not for me. I like the idea that you said it's documenting in our time. And let's talk about your photography, because that is something that I really appreciate about going to your blog. It is the photos. And you capture photos with a story. There's always something that moves the viewer. It feels like you can touch the moon. Well, of course, uh, I've been doing the, the more recent moon shots. They're very detailed because I got a new lens, 400-millimeter telephoto lens. That helps. It's a very, very sharp lens. For the rest of this moon phase, I'm going to go ahead and every day that I can see the moon, I'll photograph it and then to the new moon. And then I probably won't add moon shots every day. I didn't always have a story line. A lot of times I just put photos up. I had some photos, put them all together, and they didn't really necessarily relate to each other. Now, I think maybe it was when we went to France the first time. Then I started putting things more into a story. At some point, I can't say exactly when, made sense to be more of a story. Then that's the challenge of, okay, you take disparate photos and somehow put them together in a story. It's one of those things that, you know, you make your own challenges. I usually don't do challenges and I usually don't participate in awards, especially the challenges, because I don't have any problem coming up with anything. That's kind of the problem. A lot of times, if I don't post something within a few days, it won't get posted because there's always something new. So sometimes I have to think, oh, you know, there was these photos I wanted to post, and then I have to go back and find them. You know, there's just always, always something going on. We love visual. There's something about it that really attracts our attention. What's in store for you as a blogger in 2021? Well, as I said, as you know, I think it's like David Byrne, you know, is saying same as ever was. I basically just go along. Like right now, I haven't been commenting quite as much on people's posts and stuff because I'm really busy right now. You know, we're really busy at work trying to buy a building and get ready to move. Plus, we just have a lot of work. We don't have enough staff. We're trying to hire staff. Just a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Plus, I have my own interests, too. It's like there's never any shortage of things. When we move to this other area, not only will it be closer to home, probably not going to be as much exciting photo stuff. It's been about trash and hardship and everything that lends itself to photography. If you're familiar with some of the photography from the Great Depression, the WPA projects, fantastic photography came out of that period. In many ways, it always, it, some of it's so fantastic, you don't really get the sense of how bad it really was. 
But then through the history of photography, on the turn of the century, you got some of the slums, the tenements and stuff where you started having changes in building codes. A lot of that is really due to the documentary photography of, of those times. Oh, I agree. I think that photography is a powerful tool for change and for identifying problems and issues that have to be faced as a community. If you were going to meet up with a potential blogger, what would you say to encourage people to blog and why should they blog? Well, like I guess they need to blog for whatever purpose they feel like. I think if you want to blog to make money, I can't address that very well because that's a very difficult thing to do. There's another blogger starting a kind of personal trainer type blog. She kind of asked, what do people think? And I told her, I said, well, maybe you start with, see if you can get a job as a personal trainer or somebody else, and then figure out how to work into it. You know, we have some personal trainers at work and doing it online on Zoom is very difficult. It's very difficult to make money doing those kinds of things. Anyway, I think that if, if you just are wanting to get your photos out there, your poetry out there, one of the things that people need to realize is that you have to look at a lot of other people's blogs and comment. And so people know who you are and will come and hopefully check out your blog. And then people comment, give you thoughtful comments, you know, give them thoughtful comments back. I think, like you say, a lot of people, they do it because it's, it's all about them. But, you know, it's also has to be about other people. It's all just about you and you know you think that what you have to say is really important or what you have your photographs are really important then then there's no point of it you have to do it more for that you're sharing something i don't put a lot of opinions out there and i especially don't put political opinions or anything why does anybody care about what i think on stuff like that if you notice i don't put the exposures or the equipment i've used or anything like that it's kind of immaterial you know, because sometimes I use the 400 millimeter lens, a 200 millimeter lens, my iPhone. It's totally immaterial. Just like all that equipment we have for recording and stuff. The equipment's immaterial. It's the presentation that you end up with. That's what's important. It's certainly, when I got this 400 millimeter lens, I didn't mention that, hey, I got a 400 millimeter lens or anything. I just started doing photos. And finally, Lavinia, lovely Lavinia, she noticed a difference. And she asked the question, did you use a telescope? Good question. No, I didn't use a telescope, but yes, I do have a new lens. I mean, I get a lot of different equipment that people never, never hear about. Not a big deal to me. You know, I just, they're tools. Now, the guitars I make a big deal about because either customizing them or building them. I built a lens, yes, I'd be making a really big deal out of it. Tim, I really enjoyed this conversation this morning. We are having a conversation which adds to other conversations, which add to poetry, to art, to murals, to all sorts of wonderful outcomes, simply because we press the button to publish on a blog. Any last thoughts before we go? Everybody keep blogging. 
<laughs> it's such a good way to express creativity. You know? Think of it more of what you have to share with people. You know, it's just like that little thing. There's people who, who want to save the earth, save everything else, but they don't really care that much about the local community, the family, whatever. Clean up your own piece of the world and share what's best of that. Take that attitude. What can you do to make the world a better place? Then that will make the world a better place for everybody else. And that gives me great comfort tip. Thank you for joining Tim and me on Tea, Toast, and Trivia. And a very, very special thank you to you, Tim. You gave us a brilliant discussion on engagement within a virtual community that spans the globe. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And we can see each other in the blogosphere. I'm excited that Tim is going to be coming back. Oh, yeah. Well, we can do playing on the guitars. And listeners, I invite you to meet up with Tim and his friends on his blog, Off Center, Not Even. It's a great place to hang out and listen to music. And until next time, dear friends, stay safe and be well. <laughs>